Welcome back, everybody, to the Young Adult Audio Podcast. I know it's been a while, but I am back um, recording a new episode. So, this is going to be Chapter 12 from the book The Immortal Mage Chronicles. If you haven't checked it out on Amazon or eKindle, Um, Go check it out. Again, it's called The Immortal Mage Chronicles. I have episodes 1 through 11 already posted, and I'm getting started with chapter 12. It is titled, Now I'm Worried. I'm telling you, Brenda, Zink freezes from where he's walking down the hall. The voice talking sounds like Arthur Princeton, the man who conducts the power test. That Imani girl used to be an orange, but now she's a red. She's ready to lead a coven with her level of power. For several reasons, I'll state the obvious as to how that is impossible. Zinc can tell this is the headmistress answering the tests don't lie those people did something to her while she was kidnapped zinc walks away and heads to his next class the whole time imani is steady on his mind did they boost her power how is that possible lucky for him he's in chemistry right now so he'll find out hey professor Zink raises his hand. The elder looks startled, probably because Zink never participates in class. Um, um, well, yes, yes, Zink. The man points to the team. Uh, do you have a question about balancing equations? Zink snorts. There's no way in hell he understands any of this. He'll just look over Trevor's nose the day before a test. No, Zink draws the word out for emphasis. I was wondering if it were possible to raise your color status by an entire color in a matter of days. The professor frowns, hands now placed on his hips as he looks to be in dire concentration. Oh, well, that's uh, that's not really relevant to what we're learning about. The professor shakes his head. Yeah, but is it possible? Zink doesn't relent. Some other students start to whisper as they await the answer. Look, the professor goes to sit on the front of his desk. There are certain forbidden herbs that can be allotted together and and used to increase power. However, it comes at a risk. That sudden influx of power can cause a negative reaction to the body's chemistry, even leading to death. That's not good. Zink is worried for Imani's life now. Is there a way to reverse it? Well, let's see now. Messing around with illegal herbs is dangerous, of of course. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything to counter it, the professor admits. Then again, nature always finds a way to provide. But that's some serious dark means practicing you're asking here. Zink understands. Any disease or harm that comes from nature, there's usually a a cure that can be found in nature as well. Everything balances. Uh, thanks, Professor. Sorry to disturb the class. Zink slinks down in his seat and ignores 
the rest of the lesson, mind way too distracted. The bell ringing is welcomed as he quickly leaves the room. He has down two corridors until he sees Calissa walking beside Leo. Yo, Zink, Leo greets. Hey, man, Zink waves in return. Calissa, do you know where Bradley usually hangs out? I have a question for him. The girl scrunches up her nose. Uh, he usually just finds me, to be honest. She scratches at her shoulder. Um, try the library. I found him there once. Zink nods and heads towards the library. He doesn't find Bradley until he reaches the third floor. Stopping at the table in front of Bradley, Zink gets mildly annoyed when the elder teen just ignores him. Dude, Zink kicks at Bradley's foot. Look at me, bro. Bradley looks out from his book and cocks an eyebrow. I have a name, Bradley deadpans before going back to his book. The Amani Girl. Her power was boosted one full level in a matter of days. Zink starts talking. Bradley places the book down and reaches over to grab Zink by the shirt. Shut up, Bradley whispers harshly. Follow me. Bradley abandons his book and grabs his bag before walking to one of the private rooms. He looks around and then nods. This place is safe. Now continue. What? I said all I had to say, Zink frowns. I heard Mr. Princeton telling headmistress that he tested Imani, and now she's a red one before she was an orange. I asked my professor about it today, and he stated that to do that, there had to be some illegal herbs used, and that it could cause a negative chemical reaction to her body, leading to death. Yeah, no shit. Bradley snorts. There's a bird that lives in the Amazon. Only in the Amazon. It's rare and unknown to humans. This bird is highly toxic. It's called vene, which is short for the Spanish word for poison. There's a root in Colombia called firebrim and comes from a tree that is filled with deadly frogs. Finally, there's an herb called tylock found on the island of snakes in Brazil. Yeah? Mixing a bunch of poisonous things together causes an increase in power? Zink is in disbelief. No. Bradley shakes his head. They have to do a spell first to take away the poison. Then mix the items together. However, magic can't fully take away all poisons. There's still a chance that they can come back. Oh man, it's confusing. Zink's head hurts from thinking too much. I wish I knew more, Bradley shrugs, and Zink believes him. Those guys are playing pretty dirty. <laughs> Druids are a messy bunch. Wait, you know who's doing this? Druids? Zink goes in for the kill. I'm pretty sure you suspect that Calissa's immortal. I suspected that, too. I thought that she was keeping it a secret. That's not the case. And it's not my secret to tell, but it's just not the case. So if you know about immortals or druids and you're keeping close to Calissa, then that means you know more about everything else that's going on. <laughs> you know what? I don't like smart people, Bradley says like it's a warning. Yeah, well, I'm not smart, Zink assures. I'm just good with puzzles. And yet, I've never actually seen you play a puzzle, Bradley counters. 
on my phone. Zing shakes his device. Besides, how would you see me anyways? I've been keeping an eye out on Calissa, which means I've noticed you a lot. Brantley sits down and crosses his legs. It's true. I suspect her of being an immortal. Her eyes went blue once I saw it. I'm interested in immortals and protecting them. Yeah, protecting them from who? Zink wants to know. There's a group that has been growing in numbers all over the globe. Bradley begins. Their main objective is to get rid of immortals. But I don't know why. So far, five immortals have gone missing. Probably dead. It's suspected the group is composed of hunters and druids working together. Well, from where are these people even going missing? Zing wants to know. One was in South America somewhere, not sure. Bradley seems to think about it. Then there was one in Wyoming. A pair of twins in London and someone in Japan. So random. Zink thinks out loud. Are they well known? As far as my research is concerned, no. Bradley shrugs. But it's not hard to scrub information from the internet. Besides, I try not to look up immortals online. I don't want to be on anyone's radar. Bradley taps the side of his nose. Look, there's a new tech guy. He approached Kalissa, Zink tells. Is he suspicious? Bradley leans up, seemingly interested. Hmm, I wasn't aware of this, Bradley states. I'll look into it. Okay, good, Zink nods. But that anti-immortal group that you mentioned... Do you have any idea as to why they would want to kill immortals? There's an old wise tale that if you kill an immortal and steal their blood, then you too can come, become an immortal. Bradley snorts. It's hardly true. Immortal powers are attached to the body, not the blood. It's pointless. Yeah, unless you had a necromancer who could put a soul back into a body. Fuck. She's a sitting duck here. Zink grows concerned as he talks out loud. If someone suspects her of being an immortal, then why haven't they attacked yet? If they suspect her of being a necromancer, he really wants to say. I saw her eyes, so I suspected. Bradley places his arms on the table. Unless they know her personally, I have no idea how anyone else would suspect. But you said it yourself that she's not an immortal. So why are you so worried? Zink nods. <laughs> That's right, she's not, Zink tells him. I want to protect her. I wouldn't lie about something like this. I believe you. Bradley uncrosses his legs. But that would mean I was wrong. And I don't think I am. Bradley stands and heads to the door. Just be careful who you trust from now on. I have a bad feeling this is only the beginning of a bigger play. Bradley leaves, and Zink nods his head to a closed door. He can't help but share the same bad feeling as Bradley. With Calissa being a necromancer, maybe this anti-immortal group wants to add her to their ranks. Then, there's a mysterious voice that somehow all ties together with immortals, the kidnapping and the voice. This is one puzzle Zink can't figure out.
As Zeng stays in the library until dinner, Calissa's with Safrina at Safrina's dorm. Safrina was the one to offer to teach Calissa some basic spells and potions, so if the girl is struggling a bit in those classes. Spell work is like the easiest thing. Safrina is on her bed while Calissa is sitting in a chair in front of the other team. You don't need to rhyme or say it in another language. You just have to have conviction in what you say. Original spells are hard only because if they are too vague, it can lead to disaster. Calissa swallows, okay? Calissa sighs to calm her nerves. Let's start easy. Safrina reaches beside her and has a skinny little branch in her hand. Turn this into a small tree. Calissa's jaw drops open and it looks like she's thinking that there's no way she can do this. It's okay. Just think about a small tree and go from there. <sighs> Sally, the first thing that pops into my head is baby group. Calissa pouts. Uh, Safrina holds back a laugh. <laughs> go for it if that's the case. Calissa closes her eyes and allows her hands to hover over the stick. This little stick, I hope you grow, but only by a little or so. This little stick, I hope you grow, but only by a little or so. Calissa repeats this phrase five times and then opens her eyes. Sofrina is honestly surprised. She's never seen someone perform a spell so flawlessly before, especially for the first time. And an original spell of that. The stick does grow uh, by a little bit. It grows, gets longer by five inches and taller by three. It even grows a twig with a leaf. Just who is this girl? You really don't need any, any help from me. Safrina said I was saying. I do. When I'm in class, I just freeze up. Calissa whines. I think I have test anxiety. Hmm, makes sense. Safrina agrees. Have you told your teachers? Maybe they can make an accommodation for you, but really, you should be helping me. Calissa laughs and it sounds pure. It's such a welcome sight to see someone generally pleased by praise. <laughs> I'll talk with them tomorrow. Calissa trails off, and she starts to look at her phone. Oh, I have to go. Leo says Chase blabbed to Abigail about me and him doing some heavy makeout sessions. Safrina holds back her grin. Leo must really like you, Safrina tells her. He's never adapted to someone so quickly before. It's like the moment he first saw you, he knew he wanted to be closer. Safrina watches Calissa duck her head down. <laughs> when I was around eight or nine, there was a bird with a broken wing. Calissa smiles. I wanted to protect that bird as if I were his own mother. I think that's what draws me in for Leo. He sees his broken girl and he wants to fix her, heal her. He's a kind soul. That may be true. Safrina agrees, but still, it's nice to see two people click. Well, thank you. Calissa heads to the door. I should go. She leaves. Safrina is still holding the twig in her hands, so she tosses it in the trash bin.
She lays back on her bed until there is a knock on the door. She knows who it is because after the knock, they enter. I could have been naked, so friend of deadpans. Please, like, I give a shit. Abigail snorts as she jumps on Emily, Safrina's roommate's bed. Emily doesn't like your ass on her bed. <sighs> Safrina yawns. Abigail throws up her middle finger. Ugh, that Bradley guy is such a dick. Abigail goes into a complaint. She was doing her homework in the back courtyard when he came by and grabbed her ponytail hard. Then he just giggled as he walked away, making sure to look over his shoulder and give a wink before mouthing, little girl. Abigail tells Safrina all of this, of course. So, Safrina doesn't even know how to respond right now because Abigail looks mad, but she also looks like she's blushing. Could it be that her friend is developing a crush on someone other than Leo? He's pulling your hair like a schoolboy with a crush. Nice. For the first time ever, Safina sees Abigail full on blush. Shut up. Abigail doesn't even know why her face feels like it's heating up right now. That Bradley guy is so irritating, despite his cute face. It doesn't matter how good looking he is when he's creepy and keeps following Calissa around. Not that Abigail cares what happens to Calissa, but Abigail refuses to be second option because the girl some guy wants is with another guy. Right, Safrina trails off. I feel like you're having an inner monologue right now, so continue to do that while I listen to my music. Safrina puts on a playlist in her headphones while Abigail huffs out in anger. Fine! Abigail jumps off the bed and leaves. She heads back to the same courtyard she just came from and sees Bradley laughing with a group of students as they take turns making blue sparks come from their palms. Smirking to herself, she decides to go up to the crowd and walk up behind him. She pulls on his short hair that continues to walk. She hears, who was that? From an unknown voice before she feels an arm slug over her shoulders. She wants to shake off the contact to keep up the, I don't like you, friend. But something about Safrina's words is preventing her from doing any of that. You look cute in your skirt, Bradley whispers in her ear. I know. She goes for confident. But... Bradley turns to face her, so he's walking backwards. You're still a little girl. He winks as he reaches. At, he winks as she reaches out to strangle him. Bradley then goes behind Abigail and whistles. Well, not all of you is little. He trots off, and she's left flushed and upset. The cheeky shit. As Abigail plots on how to get Bradley's full attention, Calissa and Leah are eating strawberries in Leo's dorm. Zink has, has his headphones on as he does a puzzle on his phone and Netflix is playing some random movie that no one can be bothered to watch. Hmm, I love fruit. Calissa seems to hum happily. It makes Leo smile. I'd much rather have vegetables, but I like strawberries. Leo admits. Calissa gives him a smile. Being around the girl is not something he ever thought would happen, meaning he never thought he would like a girl as fast and hard as he has with Calissa. With her, it was instant. The moment he saw her, he knew he wanted to know her whole life story. 
He can't say that the two of them will get married or have a happily ever after. But what he does know is that right here and right now, there's no one else who's able to occupy his mind like a dynamic Calissa. So, Safrina so said I was a natural. Estelle's Calissa talking pulls Leo out of his thoughts. Hmm, I don't doubt that. Leo responds in kind because it's true. You have so much hidden potential that you just haven't tapped into yet because you haven't spent so long being, because you spent so long being told that you weren't capable. You have so much faith in me. Calissa points her strawberry Leo. Bradley said the same thing when he was teaching me defensive spells. Leo's only nice to you because he's trying to get some. Zinc takes out one of his AirPods to smirk at Leo. Shut up! Leo screeches and he feels his face growing hot just thinking about it. Asshole, he says for good measure. Wink just laughs and puts his earbud right back in. Leo goes to protest, but all of a sudden all the lights go out. It's so dark, Leo can't even see his own hands in front of his face. Just the light from Zinc's phone. Uh, I guess Zinc was right after all, Calissa jokes. Hey, I didn't do this, Leo's concerned. What's going on? He gets off the bed and goes to the window only to see darkness. Usually he's able to see the parking garage and there are two streetlights towering. Now there's nothing. Complete blackout. Oh man, it's a complete blackout. Leo feels his way back to the bed. He can't even see Calissa, but he feels her. As he bumps into her by accident. Hey, sorry, he apologizes. Yo, now I'm worried. Zinc takes out his AirPods and uses his phone as a flashlight. However, naturally, his phone light starts to dim as well. It eventually goes out. Please tell me to turn off your flashlight. Calissa's voice has a hint of panic in it. Shit, this is not good. Guys, I'm about to have an anxiety attack, she warns. Leo can hear her breathing increase, but he can't see where she is. Hey, hey, count with me, Leo tries to say to her. One, pause. Two, pause. Three, he continues like this, but then something happens. Calissa starts to scream. His eardrum shattering, shrilling. Leo covers his ears. What's going on? Zinc bumps into Leo and feels around for Calissa. It's got me. It's got me. She's screaming so loud the door opens and Chase is, is right there rushing into the room. At least it sounds like Chase. Hey, it's me, Chase, Chase announces. Along with Chase, there are four other students. At least Leo assumes there's four people. It's hard to see in this darkness. What's going on with her? A student asks. Chase tries not to panic. Is that Calissa? I can't really see. What's happening? Another student questions. We don't know. Leo tries to hold her down by her shoulders, but it seems like it's making it worse because now she's punching at him and struggling with her entire body. Get it off! It's trying to get inside me! Slapping noises are heard and Leo assumes as Calissa slapping herself. Zinc grabs her hands as best as he can. There's nothing on you. It's okay! Zinc states, get out! She screams so loud, Leo covers his ears again. Then she starts panting really fast before stealing. The lights come back on.
what the actual fuck? Chase says in disbelief. What the actual fuck indeed? Laying on the ground is Calissa. She has whelps, scratches, and marks all over her face. Zinc can feel a pulse, so she's alive, but she's not moving. This isn't good. 